Mystic Pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. That's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic Connecticut. I just don't think the video uh, format is really going to like oh, take like take off as a podcasting medium. So well, we had this guy that wanted to. Um, one sec. Uh, What's your problem? Maybe it's over. Yeah, we had a uh, video guy that was like a fan of our old podcast, and so he wanted to like get into business with us, basically. Mm-hmm. And. He kind of wound up being a little bit of a flick. Mm. So, I, uh, but also those episodes, even if the, he had finished editing them and stuff, like there's no way that like what we created was watchable in any sort of way. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, we could revisit those old videos. What did we do? We did Die Hard, mm-hmm. and then what was the other one? Uh, the Graduate. The Graduate was the Graduate the first one, or was yeah, Die, Die Hard, Hard was the, the first, first one. one? Yeah. So we had this video uh, like series called Movies by Memory, where we described, uh, like, to the best of our abilities, like, movies that we know a lot about, and that we can recite, like, word for word almost. So I said that that I could do... felt that we could do that. I said that I could do Die Hard, and then I went and did Die Hard, and it was okay. Like, I think it fell apart, like, a little bit in the middle. And then I did The Graduate, but I got, like... Like, mine was definitely the longer of the episodes, and it Mm -hmm. was, uh... That one was the one where it was literally the same length as the movie. Yep. Yeah, it's, it, it can be that because you're reciting the movie. So if you know the movie perfectly by heart, then it probably would. Have you seen The Graduate? I have. I have seen I The Graduate. That. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I think the only movie that I could probably do that, at least off the top of my head, would be High Fidelity. Oh, yeah? I've yeah. still never seen High Fidelity. We should film another episode of Movies by Memory where Hannah here does uh, the entirety of High Fidelity from the top of her head. I could do that. And then we were, we're going to do... We started prepping for a Jurassic Park episode. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like that's kind of, like, on the nose. You know, because everybody knows Jurassic Park a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's timely. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe I've just seen Jurassic Park way more than a lot of people. Because I could probably recite that movie off the top of my head, starting <laughs> now. So, <laughs> you know, uh, jungle scene. There's like a box coming in from the jungle, you know, and like an excavator is holding it. And it's like a big steel box. Oh, and there's yeah. construction workers around with, <laughs> all right, all with right. taser guns. I remember that. <laughs> like I was there. <laughs> I saw it in theaters uh, before the theatrical 3D release. They were playing it like uh, one of the midnight movies at the Ritz. Yeah, Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, that was really exciting to get to see that. I think I was there with you. Yeah, yeah, I kept leaning over to you and saying, we're watching Jurassic Park in a theater. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the picture quality on that was kind of crappy, though. Like, I feel like... Oh, it was an old like, print. They just, like, either hit play on a DVD or, yeah, it was, like, a really old print that, like, nobody decided to ever clean up. 
So what, mm. did you, like, not have movie theaters in 1994, or what? Oh, well, no, I saw it in theaters, but it's just been a while. It was, okay. like, novel to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was, what, 92? I think I saw it in theaters. I would have been 92, would have been like, It would be, like, six to eight, you know, we would have been probably, like, It's a perfect age. Yeah. I was more of a space kid than a dinosaur one, but... I was, I was kind of a dinosaur kid. I feel like dinosaur kid is the more popular. What were you, Hannah? Uh, dinosaurs... Yeah. Dinosaurs all the way. Land Before Time. Yeah. That every one of them was my favorite until I realized that after two, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I had all the way up till seven. I had them on VHS. Oh, nice. The box set. Yeah. I made a decision pretty early on that I was, like, never going to see past two in the Land Before Time. Because, I don't know, I just had a feeling that they weren't going to be as good. And I wanted to keep those movies as good movies in my memory. Mm-hmm. And not, like, muddle them by seeing what those dinosaurs do next. Because, <laughs> I don't know. The Ice Age series has gotten really long, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That seems to be following in the footsteps. Those dunderous dinosaurs. What are they getting into now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I was a space kid, though, because, like, my mom's college roommate, like, she works for NASA. Yeah. And so, like, I had, like, an in. <laughs> so I got, like, you know, special tour. They sent me home with a bunch of, like, neat space stuff. Mm-hmm. Give me, like, a sticker book of, like, the, the emblems for every space mission ever. So I had mm-hmm. those just all over my room. And I had, like, this uh, experimental material that they apparently used to coat rockets in eventually. So, um... Wow. I, I got banned from the Smithsonian as such a dinosaur kid. Oh, yeah. Because I touched the dinosaur bones. Uh, not the grand to do that. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, now you can at least say you touched some dinosaur bones. I really want to go to the, there's a, like, a creationist science museum, I'm doing air quotes around science, uh, <laughs> in Ohio, uh, called, well, I can't remember what it's called, but apparently, as one of the exhibits, they have a dinosaur with a saddle that you can get your photo taken on. Oh, is that where the photos of Jesus riding the dinosaur come from? Like the memes? No, no. It's a, like th- those are purely ironic. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. this is like just. There might be some of those in there. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you went dressed up as Jesus. I'm not sure how they would feel about that. Well, you'd have to have it in your bag, like a satchel, and then uh-huh. you just put it on when you get to the front of the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, that'd be easy to throw throw together. Just slap a beard on. You already have a beard. Yeah, I went yeah, as Jesus for like Halloween one year. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a wig and uh, like a white drapey thing. <laughs> and uh, Sandals. Yeah. No, I feel like I would get kicked out of the Creation Museum, though. <laughs> because I, I, I don't know. Like, how do they feel about people going around their museum snickering at things, you know? Yeah, you'd get kicked out far before you got in line for the dinosaur. <laughs> It's probably a pretty good deterrent. Like, if you're going to come here and laugh, it's not as funny as you think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bet their gift shop is awesome. Like, now. it's actually quite oh. boring. Um. Anyway, this is uh, Mystic Pizza Minute. Uh, today we are on minute 31 of the Donald Petrie classic, Mystic Pizza, starring Annabeth Gish, Julie Roberts, who else? Lily Taylor. <laughs> Mystic Pizza expert uh, John Windsor you know, and, and the rest can chat a Farrell And uh, today we have with us Whoever I am, I am here How are we all today? I'm good, I'm good It's, it's raining so I'll probably be here a while Okay. I came over on a bike The um Yeah so that noise might pick up on the mics But I think, yeah, yeah. I think we'll be fine Do you want to pause for a sec? 
He's very well, attentive. I thought I said your last name, but I said your middle name, and I thought, oh, wait, maybe she doesn't want her, like, full name said. Okay, so we'll redo that. We'll take it from... And then I, uh, just... It's true. Yeah. We'll be able to edit it out. It's cool. It's, I mean... Well, what do you prefer to be credited as? Lippin. Okay. Yeah. I have a friend that just, uh, got married, and he took, uh, her name. I just thought that was kind of, like, neat and progressive. Yeah, Addison would rather have my name than his name, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know how I feel about us both having last names that require people to spell them. It's annoying. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I think most, unless you have a super common one, which I guess he (laughs) He does. does. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My my only other consideration is uh, on who should take whose name. Who's more likely to become, like, published and, like, on the shelf at the bookstore? Mm-hmm. And where do you want to be? Do you want to be in the first third of the, or quadrant, or, like, first quarter of the alphabet or right in the middle? Because L is right in the middle. And Davis is closer to the, the beginning of the alphabet. So will people find my books better under Hannah Davis or Hannah Litvin? I don't know. That seems like a weird thing to factor in, actually. It's a little egocentric, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I write, so <laughs> that's that's important to consider. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. But I mean, just because it's early in the alphabet doesn't mean it's going to have prominent floor placement, right? No, no, exactly. Yeah. I feel like the middle of the alphabet probably has better floor placement. Yeah, because you walk to like the middle of the section and like work your way out. Right, right. They don't put A at the beginning of the fiction section. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, Steve's our editor. why don't you uh, tell us what happens in this minute? Okay, so uh, in this minute, this is kind of, it's treated like a montage sequence, although it really is just one scene set to music, um, of the car. Okay, so Charlie and Daisy have started their date, mm-hmm. and as portrayed in the last minute, their car broke down, and they're standing by the side of the road trying to get somebody to pull over and help them or take them back to civilization. Uh, and so he's out there not getting any results. And so, and then she's like, well, watch how it's done. And she goes out there and she starts like striking sexy poses and stuff. And he's like, okay, I think I got this. I think I got this. So he goes back out. He like musses his hair up, uh, (laughs) strikes a pose. And then a car starts coming and he he drops his pants to his ankle (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it works. Charlie drops his pants. This, uh, this white VW convertible pulls over with, like, uh, three, I don't know, college-aged, maybe a little bit older girls. And then they run to the car while Daisy removes her heels. Right. Right. Yeah, I wrote down, like, a white, yeah, white Volkswagen stops to pick them up after Charlie drops his pants. And, yeah, it's full of, like, girls and stuff. And, Are uh, nice sports cars prone to break down? Like, has anyone owned or known somebody that owned... A sports car. Yeah. One one of my exes had a Jaguar, and his brother had a Mercedes and a Lexus and an Aston Martin because, well, they were a nice family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, their cars were always in the shop. It was just like a constant rotation. They had one fewer parking spot than they had car because mm. they knew that one would always be at the shop. Oh, weird. Yeah, I think it's something about just, like, high-performance machinery in general. It's, mm-hmm. like... You're, like, pushing it to the edge of, like, what it's capable of in some ways. Yeah, because it's like a show car, you know? It's not like a go-to-the-grocery-store car. Mm-hmm. It's like a take-this-out-when-you-want-to-go-fast-and-show-somebody car. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So if you just drive it around like a regular person, you know, it's going to have all the same problems as a regular car. 
Yeah, because I just thought it was weird that this obviously cheaper convertible is picking up. You know, it's like a lot of Charlie's uh, appeal seems to lie in this car because you know the very first time we encounter in the in the movie, mm-hmm. she sees uh, Daisy sees him out the window of, of the store and notices his flashy red car, and then. He, show, he shows up at her house, and the first thing she notices is the car in the driveway. So this guy is really pushing the I have a nice car element of his, like, appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, like, it's, as a viewer at home, it's not really working on me. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you guys get much chemistry out of this scene from the two of them? No, not exactly. It's like, they're still on their first date, though, so they're trying to be, like, jokey and funny, even in if this they're... Sort of in this sort of montage sequence. Yeah, even though they're kind of screwed because now they're stuck in the middle of nowhere with yeah, a broken it could be, car. It could be really dire. Like, mm. that that situation could... Like, if it got darker... Sure, you would, that's not an ideal first date situation. So I think she's mm-hmm. handling it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he definitely won, I guess. I felt like there was some competition. Um, more than chemistry, but that's mm-hmm. a form of chemistry or a precursor for chemistry. Mm, yeah. It all felt just very actorly to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know. But, like, this movie, I feel like what this movie has going for it is it's, there, there's a, there is a naturalness to it, uh, to the setting and to, like, uh, the, the performances within. And so, like, Daisy just kind of keeps sticking out out to me, uh, like, her acting. And maybe it's because she's a good actor, but she's, like, a good actor for a different sort of movie than this is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like it's, uh, it almost seems like they kind of plopped him out into this uh, road, you know. Like this scene probably took all day to film, so for a couple hours of the day they were just like, hey, you know, act like you're hitchhiking and play around together. You're still on a first date, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like uh, they're acting, but almost not at the same time because they're trying to make like yeah, a they're fun trying time to actually get this... to know each other. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to make a fun time out of this being stuck there situation. So I guess this uh, scene is believable, is what I'm getting to. Sure, it's a little like um, cliche, maybe. Like mm. there, there's like you know the first date that goes badly, but in like an endearing kind of yeah cute kind of way. And there's some like barbershop jazz playing like over the scene, like yeah. some generic, you know. I was I was interested if that uh, music had possibly been in any other Julia Roberts movies. It's mm-hmm. very Julia Roberts. It is. It is. Yeah. Like a, a jazz band follows that woman around twenty four seven with a saxophone in it. Um, but uh, I was gonna say Hannah already uh, kind of answered this question for me. Who won the minute? Oh yeah, yeah. The who won the minute segment. This is a new segment that we have. Who oh, won no the way. minute? Uh, I would say I think Charlie kind of won the minute because, mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. I, I like your argument about like her handling herself well, but. He managed to get a car of ladies to pull over by dropping his pants. Which, yeah. Which, while scary and creepy, and, like, <laughs> but, but it worked, which is just like, you know. Yeah, and they are in, uh, you know, competition with each other a little bit. So you could say that there is a clear winner. And the winner of this minute would be Charlie. Are we all in agreement? What do you yes. think? Yes. Oh, Charlie? absolutely. Charlie won the minute. By a mile. All right. Good job, Charlie, for <laughs> dropping those pants. Not always a winning move, but uh, <laughs> no, well, <laughs> you win actually, the that's odds. That's the perfect lead-in for that story. If you want to tell that story, <laughs> what my bar story? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Dropping your pants in public is not uh, a terribly good idea. It turns out, because man, I saw the neatest fight I've ever seen in my entire life the other night. It was uh, 
I don't know, I guess I, you know, I've seen my fair share of fights, but this one was like the most interesting. So I was at this uh, bar after work the other night. I was at uh, John's Grill. In media. In media, after getting out. And I closed the the restaurant that night. It's about as divey a bar as media bars get. Yeah, yeah, it's like the last dive in that like uh, stretch of road, mm-hmm. you know, left, basically. And then there's like my restaurant, sort of. But uh, yeah, so I closed down my restaurant like at like 1.30 in the morning. And so John's is where people like from my restaurant go to like hang out after work and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll go see who's over at John's. And so I go over to John's and just everybody's bombed already because it's like a Saturday and it's like almost closing time. So I sit down with some people. I start like talking to them and stuff. And there's like this fight, like these two girls are fighting like at the way outside of this bar like mm-hmm. where the back door is. So like uh, I had to interrupt who was talking to me and I was like, look, there's a fight over there. And uh, I started pointing. I was like, fight, fight. Everybody look, fight. So I was pointing to the other end of this bar. But there was a guy that I was, like, pointing towards who <laughs> thought that I might have been pointing at him. And uh, and so, like, he, I got his attention. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, no, no. I wasn't pointing at you. I was pointing at the fight behind you. Well, he started making kissy faces, right? Well, yeah. And then, you're like, I think he thought that I was, start, uh, that I was like, trying to pick him up or something. Because mm-hmm. he started, like, smiling at me and, like, you know... Flashing his eyebrows and... Levaciously. Yeah, yeah, levaciously. And I was like, oh, no, no, sorry, sir. Like, not you. Like, that's not what I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to get your attention. Not but he this... was not deterred by, by your... In fact, uh, the way I understood it was that the, the more you were trying to talk to him, explaining, you know, what you were actually referring to, the more he thought that you were trying to talk to him. Exactly. Because exactly. you were, in fact, talking Because he was, I guess, like, really hammered. So he's, like, starting to get into this, like, conversation that we're not having. <laughs> and he, like, uh, and he, like, pulls his legs up, like, over his head to, like, show he, me that that's what he wanted to do. You basically <laughs> described being a woman anywhere in public at, always. Oh, my God. Actually, after this happened, I kind of, I was just like, oh, wow, that's what that feels like. <laughs> after this guy pulled his legs over his head, he stands up and he's wearing like uh, like basketball shorts, I guess, and he just like whips it out just from across the bar at me, and I'm like, I just like my jaw dropped. I was like, no, buddy, like don't don't do that. I like I put my hand over my face and like looked at the person next to me, and I was like, that guy just whipped it out, <laughs> and uh, and uh, like uh, so the bartender comes over. <clears throat> And I'm like, uh, I know the lady. I was like, uh, I was like, hey, come here. Like, I, I like got her to huddle down, and I was just like, that dude's like exposing himself over there. Like, <laughs> how like, long? How long was he just standing there like that? He, he like did it for like, uh, like maybe two seconds, but okay. you know, you, you don't do that at a bar. That like, happens fast. I'm not in any way like opposed to, you know, <laughs> that stuff elsewhere, but. Where is this, uh, where is elsewhere like the grocery store the no, park? No, I'm thinking like uh, quotations, like the beach. Yeah, maybe quotations in media, which is like <laughs> which is like media's gay bar. But like, no, <laughs> what I'm saying is like you don't do that in any kind of bar. Like mm-hmm. that is just like that's that's like sexual deviancy. You know, it's just, like a almost a, like assault in a way. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. Assault I'll, I'll never get the I'll never get the image out of my head. Uh-huh. It was assaulted into my retinas. Anyway, so then what happened? So anyway, like, I kind of successfully, uh, you know, got the guy to stop showing his penis to me. And, uh, <laughs> but then this other guy sits down next to him from, like, across the bar. And it's like, uh, it's, uh, this dude I know, I don't know if I should say his name. Uh, his I name's not. His name's Eric, and he's, like, this real big, like, tough-looking black guy. Uh-huh. And uh, Eric's really cool, but, like, don't mess with Eric, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because he's going to mess you up. 
So he sits down next to the guy, and the guy starts talking to Eric. And, you know, they're just having, like, what looks like... A, I'm still at the other end of the bar, but I'm watching them. And they're having, like, what looks like, uh, you know, a conversation. And the guy, like, uh, puts his arm around Eric. And Eric is clearly like, uh, you know, don't put your arm around me, buddy. Like, not into that. And then uh, the guy gets up and uh, whips it out again uh-huh. at Eric. And Eric stands up like, what the hell did you just do? <laughs> like, put that it thing away. He was like away. the wrongest guy he could have done it to in the entire the bar. wrongest guy that you could have done it to in the wrong bar, I should have, uh-huh. too, you uh-huh. know? But, you know, the problem wasn't that he was gay. The problem was that he was whipping it out in front of people. <laughs> and uh, it was not working well for him. So Eric stands up and he's just like, you, you know, don't do that, man. When like, he first told me this story, he, he, I, I gave him a hard time about, like, maybe you should tone down the stuff about it being, like, a, a gay sexual predator. <laughs> and I think you took it a little too uh, too to heart, actually, because this well, is a, a much toned down version of the story. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just didn't want to use, whatever, like, it's a family podcast. I didn't want to use, like, the wrong words or anything and piss anybody off. <laughs> but, it, you know, so he, yeah, he does it again to this guy. He whips it out. They stand up, and he's just, like, I think he's, like, apologizing. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. But then he makes, like, a, like a gesture with his hand, like a sexual gesture. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Eric is just like, no way, shutting this down. And with, like, his open hand, like, he didn't even use his fist. He just, like, cranes his hand back, and then, like, whoop I heard the smack from, like, across the bar. <laughs> and the guy went down on the ground. And I stood up and I was like, yeah! I was like, go, Eric! You did it! <laughs> and then the guy stood up. He, like, didn't know what was happening. Everybody was, like, screaming at him to get out of the bar. But he was, like, still trying to fight because he just got, like, put on the ground. Uh-huh. So he took, his, like, a swig of his beer and then, like, spit it at somebody. Like, somebody who wasn't even, like, involved. Wait, well, I thought uh, it was an old man, right? This nice old man comes out and he's, like, helping the guy out of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, like, very... He was, like... You know, he was chiding the guy, but in a very gentle, like, kind of way. He, he was like, you can't be doing that. And yeah, like, yeah. You know. He was like, could you please leave the bar, sir? You know, you got to get out of here after that. Uh-huh. Like, you know, just this nice, friendly old man who's there all the time. Like, I see the guy a lot. So, yeah, this guy, like, spits his beer at the guy. And then, like, I just yelled from across, like, where I was standing. I was like, do not spit beer at that guy. I, like, even I got in. I was like, get out of the bar. I was like, get out of the bar. And uh, this guy, yeah, got out of the bar. But man, open hand slapped, dropped this guy to the ground. It was like one of the greatest slaps I've ever seen in my life. Mm. So like he could have punched him and it would have hurt a lot more. But, you know, you got to make that decision. Like, is this an open hand thing or is this a closed hand thing? <laughs> and he open hand thinged him. I feel like it's a, it's a power move to open hand slap and throw somebody to the floor. It's like you're just a pest. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I have not taken offense to this, but you're just annoying the shit out of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I'm gonna like, uh, I'm not even gonna. You're not even worthy of a punch. I'm just gonna like bitch. Stop. Like, yeah, I don't want to mess up my nails. Putting, <laughs> yeah. balling my hand up into a fist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's what happened. So anyway, yeah, yeah. He, when he told me the story at first, he, he was so excited in the telling of it. <laughs> well, it just happened. It was like fresh <laughs> in my mind. Now I have to, like, kind of dredge it up again and, and uh, think of that horrible image just ingrained in my skull. Yeah, I went to a, a show that night uh, with that band Evil Sword. You know the, the girl from Evil Sword. What's, what's her name? Do I? I do. Yeah, I posted a picture of her one time, and you're like, is that from the Poetry Night thing? No way. I have some notes on uh, some of the cars in here, because uh-huh. uh, not too much happens. I wrote down, like, very little talking happens in this minute, and, um... So I figured we'd get to know these cars a little bit because uh, Charlie drives this Porsche. 
that we've been talking about since like the beginning of this movie. Oh, so you did so, some research. Yeah, I looked it up, and it's a 1986 uh, Porsche 911 Carrera. Okay. And it's red. <laughs> so it's a nice car. And that is all the information that I have. Some pictures of it came up, and I was like, yep, that's definitely the car. I had a red car for a while. I called but, it Blondie. Uh, let's not go ahead and make this a Named car podcast or anything. I have not. Yeah, it'll come to you. It'll come to you eventually. My my cousin's husband told me this crazy story about uh, he had just bought this truck, like a used truck. It was like third hand. Mm-hmm. And when he was driving home in it, he had the song Black Betty stuck in his head. Mm. It's a black uh, like truck. And so he was like, oh, okay, so I'll call, th- call this Betty. And then he's talking to his friend that sold it to him. And his friend was like, yeah, so have you named that truck yet? And he's like... What do you mean? Yeah, actually, I, I, in fact, they did. And he's like, what is it? And he's like, Betty? And he's like, the last two previous owners of that truck also called it Betty. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Real creative there, guys. Yeah, yeah. The, the closest I've come to naming my bike is, uh, it's, it's an 82, 1982 Honda Ascot, mm-hmm. which is a dorky sweater, right? Mm-hmm. No, Ascot is a, it's like a neck scarf, right? It's worse than a sweater. It's like like it's a like, towel for men? Like just a neck thing? Yeah, it's yeah. like a, you know, like uh, you might wear it under like a, a smoking jacket. Oh. Like one of those like uh, airplane pillows you get. Yeah, like who would name, why a motorcycle named after like a out of fashion men's bib? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like like I guess uh, the pro- one of the people that's most associated with it is Hugh Hefner. Would be kind. Of- Wait, does he wear an ascot with his? He wears the smoking jacket. Well, he's not but alive does anymore. He? Hugh Hefner died. I think Hugh Hefner died. I feel like I would have heard of that. Anyway, Hannah, did Hugh Hefner die? Oh man, I haven't really heard him in the news, so he must be dead. I just assumed he was kind of like retired. You know. Yeah. Well, that concludes did. our next segment. Did you have to die? <laughs> did you have to die? Uh, this episode's a mess, but in a fun way. I think, so. <laughs> um, so I wrote down, uh, yeah, Volkswagen Cabriolet picks them up, mm. and I just guessed that off the top of my it head. It is. It is it's a Cabriolet. A, it's a white Cabriolet. Yes. I definitely know that. a convertible one. They're full delightful. Of, like, you know, party girls. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen in the next minute? Well, I'm hoping that these girls don't just drive off and leave them on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and thus continuing this montage sequence. Because they already, again, they set up the music for it, but it's not really a montage sequence. It's, I don't know. So hopefully they go somewhere, and then... It didn't look like they were really stopping. It looked like they were teasing them at first. Did mm-hmm. anyone else kind of think that? Well, mm-hmm. I, I kind of just thought, like, that's not a very large car. Like, just squeezing another two people in... That's like a big ask, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's, there seem to be three people in that car, I guess, mm-hmm. that convertible. So, yeah, now they have to see two other people. In a convertible. In a small Volkswagen convertible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the next minute. Maybe well, they will just drop off because or uh, drive off because they're all, like, laughing already to begin with. But probably because they saw a guy with his pants down. But was he... I, I still wasn't really sure. Was he wearing underwear still? I think so. Yeah, he's yeah. got a really long. Sh- no, his shirt's like yellow, right? Yeah, I think he had. I a- definitely saw some like crisp white. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. was a little yeah, disappointing. They had on some white boxers, I'm pretty sure. Mm. That was disappointing to me. They but. were like um, pleated or something. <laughs> 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 they had like a monogram. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Does anybody else have anything for this minute? All right. Where, where are we at? Oh, we're, we're good anyway. Okay. Everyone. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, 
this is the Misty Pizza Minute, unless anybody else has anything else to add. I got some stuff for the next episode that will. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you, Hannah, for coming on. What is your last name again? Litvin. Litvin, not Litwin. Nope. Nope, sorry nope. about that. Litvin. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.